This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field! Out of here! Ball gets away! He's going to break for the plate! Ball game is over! The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning! This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. What is going on? Hello and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. Fired up to be with you here as spring training has begun. Yes, pitchers and catchers reported to Tempe, Arizona. That was on Tuesday. And uh, here on this Wednesday as we're reporting, uh, recording this podcast, uh, the Angels are already uh, getting busy, getting to work as uh, pitchers and catchers have begun their first official workouts earlier today. we got a lot to get to here on this show. We're going to talk about this rotation a little bit more. Uh, we're going to get into some of the pitching. There's a lot of news related to Shohei Otani. Joe Madden talked about that, so we're going to have uh, some of Joe's thoughts on Shohei Otani, just this rotation in general, as we're going to spend a lot of time today uh, talking about this starting rotation. Going further down the road, we're going to also, uh, on this show, talk about the Angels in the outfield, not the movie. We're going to talk about uh, right field in particular with uh, Joe Adele's role, and, and Joe Madden had some comments on Joe Adele, also where Dexter Fowler fits in, John Jay was brought in, uh, as well as, as several other players that can help out in the outfield. So we're going to discuss uh, the Angels' outfield. We're going to discuss, uh, discuss the starting rotation and uh, maybe try to answer some of your questions and uh, get to some of that coming up a little bit later on uh, here on this show. I want to get things started with Shohei Otani. Now, when you listen to Joe Madden, you're going to hear a very different Joe Madden talking about Shohei Otani than what maybe you've heard in the past. Because in the past with Shohei Otani, there have always been a lot of restrictions. Like that's been the one thing about Shohei Otani that, quite honestly, I think it's always been hard to tell. You know, just how good can Shohei be? Because I don't know that we have seen an unleashed Shohei Otani. And from a physical standpoint, I understand why. I understand why with Otani first coming into the league, why you have to be careful with him. Because there has not been a book on anyone to be a true two-way guy. So you can understand why the Angels are going to kind of you know go with a little bit of trepidation and, and be more conservative and, and be more careful with how they're going to handle Shohei Otani. However, I also think that when you look at what's happened the last couple of years with Shohei, I think you can realize, well, you know, this course of action hasn't necessarily worked, and it might be time to try something else. And I think that's where Joe Madden's come from. Coming from Joe Madden is talking right now about let Shohei Otani be a baseball player. He is the athlete. He is the dude. Let him tell us how to handle certain things. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic this year with Shohei Otani because I think from a physical standpoint, I think that. 
This guy is very alert, very aware, very in tune in what's going on with his body. He's very uh, technical with these things. I mean, this guy is a true student of baseball in so many different ways, and a big part of that is how to handle himself from a physical perspective. And I, and I think that Shohei Otani, uh, because of how intelligent he is, because of how focused and driven he is on those kind of things, and the Angels are going to be keeping a very close eye on Shohei Otani because to me, this guy is one of the most, if not the most important player uh, for for the Angels this year. To me, Shohei Otani is the X factor. If this team is going to be the contender that they have the potential to be, Shohei Otani is that guy. So this is critical for the Angels that Shohei Otani be really good. And Shohei knows that. And Shohei is so aware of what's going on with himself. I think that he's going to be able to express to the Angels, hey, okay, I need to shut it down today. Hey, I want to ramp it up. I want to keep going. I think that, you know, sometimes you see in competitors and you see in athletes guys that never want to say, okay, you know, they're going to push through anything. They could be in pain and say, no, no, I'm pushing through. I'm going. I'm staying on the field. You see that a lot in sports. I think Shohei is one of those guys that really knows where he's at and will have the ability to express those things uh, to the Angels to where if he needs a day, he takes a day. And I think that we should all be okay with that. If he's ready to come out of a game, if his arm's feeling tired, if he's feeling drained, okay. I mean, you know, he's after, you know, 85 pitches, okay, so be it. And then some days he's going to want to ramp it up maybe to 120. And, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But I think with Shohei Otani, this guy has enough awareness and understanding to where he can kind of call some of his own shots or at least be able to express the Angels how he's feeling without any true limiters on him. That's going to be really important for the Angels. I also think because of that, by not limiting Shohei physically, I think you're also going to help give him more control and more confidence in himself. And from a mental perspective, I think that can be huge for Shohei Otani. I think that there is something to the fact, like if you tell somebody that's coming back from injury, okay, you know, you're going to go 40 pitches today. Okay, you're going to go 60 pitches today. Okay, we're going to really ramp it up. We're going to get to 80 pitches today. And you do different things and you have all that. I, I totally understand that that's part of how you return from injury. But for Shohei Otani, he's far enough removed now where he doesn't necessarily have to have that. Last year with Shohei Otani, I think there was there was so much you know monitoring Shohei. There was everyone was keeping such close tabs. He was coming off the injury. I don't think Shohei's mind was ever truly right in the 2021 season. I think with Shohei Otani, he needs that confidence. He needs to be able to have that success and be able to replicate that. I mean, even just talking to Shohei Otani before or after some of his starts a season ago, I just remember having some of those conversations with Shohei via Zoom about his mind and his confidence, and, and he never really seemed like a confident pitcher a season ago. And because he, he struggled on the mound, I think that also carried over to his hitting, and 2021 was problematic for Shohei Otani. Or, excuse me, 2020 was problematic for Shohei Otani. But there's a chance that this guy can get back to that level we saw in the 2018 season when he was Rookie of the Year. I mean, the splitter is nasty. I understand that that has probably had something to do with some of his elbow trouble, so maybe he doesn't throw that split as often, but he's got so many other things. And Joe Madden has talked about Shohei Otani's ability to throw a really firm fastball, and when he can get into that mental zone where he's ready to compete, I mean, this guy can be so, so good for the Angels. So here's Joe Madden talking about how the Angels plan on handling Shohei Otani this coming season. Right now, I'm here in full go. Um, his workouts have been fabulous. The reports I've been getting is really good, honestly, really good. So I'm eager to watch this like everybody else is. And uh, there's the man. I mean, if we get Shohei in the right direction, um, 
that'd be a pretty good offseason acquisition right there, getting him back out there on a consistent basis. You've seen what he's capable of doing. Um, he's pretty confident right now. I'm really eager to watch this. That confidence is such a key for Shohei Otani. When he can be that guy and really believe he is that guy, I mean, you're essentially adding an ace to this staff. And I know we said this a year ago with Shohei, and it didn't pan out. And I think that having the two-year contract for Otani is going to be important for him, a little bit more security there. You kind of you can kind of look ahead on that front. And I, I just think that having Shohei Otani be positioned better, far enough removed now from that injury, where he's not so focused on coming off an injury now, now it's about coming into a season fresh, strong, motivated. I think it's going to be really, really good for Shohei Otani. And Shohei is also somebody, and let's not let this get lost, I've always felt that Otani is someone that has truly fed off of an atmosphere, off of a crowd. I think that last year almost had too much of the spring training-like feel, and I know that all the players talk about being able to, hey, we're trying to block that out, we're trying to just focus on what's going on between the lines, all that. I think you can say all those things, and I think that some players are going to be able to handle that better than others. But I do think that in the back of everybody's mind, last year really never felt like a real baseball season. Having you, having you the fans at games is so imperative. And I think Shohei in particular feeds on that more than most. I think Shohei thrives on that more than most. I think that's going to be an important thing. But when it comes to how the Angels will handle Shohei's usage, inning limits, restrictions, those kind of things that I alluded to earlier, here's Joe Madden on how the Angels plan on, or if they do plan at all, on limiting Shohei Otani. We haven't talked about that. We've talked more about just watching him and, and letting him tell us. Again, um, he's the athlete. Uh, Shoy Otani could be one of the greatest players of his generation, given the opportunity. So that's the point. I, as a manager, kind of a steward of his situation, right? I don't want to tell him what he can or cannot do. And neither does Perry. So let's watch him. Let's talk to him. Let's communicate with him. Let's permit him to go out there because he was very successful in Japan kind of doing that thing. So let's just see what he does and, and watch and uh, make our evaluations and adjustments based on what we're seeing and not be uh, kind of prejudiced or predisposed in advance. Let's just see what plays out. So as of right now, there are no uh, inning limits. Unrestricted Shohei Otani is what's coming for the Angels. I think that could be a really good thing. When Joe Madden says that, it really fires me up. It also tells me a lot about the culture of Angels baseball. An Angels baseball culture that, that's coming back to maybe what it was in the early to mid-2000s. In that decade when the Angels were so incredibly successful and Joe Madden was a part of it at the beginning with Mike Sosha. I, I think that we're going to start to see more of that kind of mentality. And the Angels play that brand of baseball. And we're going to talk about that in a moment because I talked to Joe Madden about the clubhouse culture and what he hopes it can be like this upcoming season with some of the acquisitions the Angels have made. But one more thing on Otani. Uh, it was nice to hear Joe also talk about the reports he is getting from Shohei thus far. Well, the biggest, two biggest things were the delivery looked really good. The arm stroke, I saw the video. And then the, uh, the numbers he was uh, showing, the velocity numbers he was showing in workouts, which is hard to show you know, 95 plus numbers in a workout. Um, so those are the two things. The body, I just saw me. God, he looked magnificent. He looked confident. Um, but the the way the arm was working and the numbers were high, like I said, like normally you get like in a workout, a side piece, and, you know, guys out there throwing whatever he's working on things. And you put the gun back there, you're going to get a nice number, but you're not going to get a big number. And his numbers are big. 
And so um, I want to see this. I want to see this on the field. Uh, a lot of faith in this guy. Uh, he needs a he needs a full season. He needs he needs to go out there and just be a baseball player with a lot of without a lot of limitations. So part of it is I really don't want to build in a lot of uh, uh, Shohei rules. I want Shohei to go be baseball player. Shohei, just go be the baseball player. You do these things. This is your schedule for today. Go, and they'll let us monitor the whole thing without a whole lot of uh, pre uh, pre implemented, predisposed kind of rules. Go play baseball. The handling of Shohei Otani is going to be so much different this year. I'm excited and very curious to see how this plays out for the Angels. I, I think it's kind of an old-school mentality. I think it's going to be really beneficial for them, too. And uh, it was good to hear Joe Madden kind of explain some of the reasoning behind that. You know, when you look at this rotation in all, I mean, it was we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but when, when you see that this rotation had three players in Andrew Heaney, Griffin Canning, and Dillian Bundy last year combined for a 3.86 ERA, and everybody else's ERA was just a tick under Nine, that tells you a lot about where the Angels were on the back end of the rotation. And while the Angels this offseason weren't able to go get that top-end guy, the Angels did sure up depth as far as this rotation is concerned. Bringing in Alex Cobb, bringing in Jose Quintana, major league quality arms that are going to raise the floor for the Angels big time. And that's so necessary. And then maybe the ceiling gets raised, too, if Shohei ends up being that. You don't want to count on that, though, because we haven't seen it. However, I I do think you can safely say the floor is going to be raised, and you're going to have a starting pitcher of major league quality that's going to give this Angels team, this lineup, which can be scary good, a chance to win every single night. That's what the Angels were able to accomplish this offseason with the pitching staff. And the bullpen got a lot better, too. We talked about the bullpen as well. But here's Joe Madden just reflecting on Perry Manassian and what Perry was able to do this offseason in bringing in two new starters to this rotation. And, and here he is talking about if he felt like the Angels did enough this winter. Yeah, yes. I, I really like what we've done. And I know people are going to uh, have probably spoken about maybe – uh, possibly getting some other folks if that was a possibility, but I like the names a lot. Um, I mean, I, they're guys I know, I get it. Uh, but Quintana as an example and Alex Cobb as an example, um, uh, both uh, are feeling really good right now. Uh, I've seen their best work over the last couple of years. Neither is so old that they're, they're, they're past doing great work again. Um, and I, they're, they, they really add to clubhouse culture. These guys are great in the clubhouse. They are winners. Um, they will set the proper example, both uh, in the clubhouse and on the field. So you talk with those two guys, and I think Andrew's going to be better. Griff's going to be better. Bundy, and I'm really eager to see Shoei. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about him. And then getting into the bullpen, some of the nice things that uh, Perry's done there too. Rossiel, I don't know how many of you guys have seen Iglesias pitch, but this is this is legit stuff. This is real uh High end. I, when he was with the Reds and I was with the Cubs, it was no fun seeing him come in. Um, and then uh, Claudio is another one, uh, really eager and excited about Guerra to go on and on. <clears throat> I, I think we've done a really good job of all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I like the idea of depth. I think depth's going to be challenged this year. So I like the the quality of the pitchers that we've got in. I like the makeup of the pitchers that we've gotten in. And I think that will all play out over the course of the year. 
the Angels have depth with their pitching. That, that's the reality. And I look at Patrick Sandoval, who can be one of those bubble guys, Jaime Berea, who might end up starting the bullpen. Remember, Jaime Berea is out of options. So Jaime Berea may end up starting the season in the bullpen. But, but the Angels have depth pieces that haven't really been there before. And I'm looking ahead to the next generation, too and seeing Chris Rodriguez and Reed Detmers. And I think that each of those guys will have an opportunity to compete at the big league level sometime in 2021. I, I think that those two have the ability to do that uh, at the at the big league level. And it, they're going to get an opportunity this season. I just have a hunch that we're going to see those guys because I think they're close. And, and I just heard the reports too, especially on Chris Rodriguez. Uh, there have been some really, really positive reports on Chris Rodriguez, and maybe he ends up being the next guy. I mean, Jose Suarez is another name uh, that you got to mention. And I think that if you go into a season with you know some of those guys that I mentioned, when, when they're penciled into your starting rotation, I think that can be, I don't want to say concerning, but I, I can see how you might question, okay, there, there's not enough proven depth there. But when those are the next pieces, and maybe they're starting the year in AAA and will be called up for spot starts and can get that time to develop in a high-level, high-intensity environment in AAA that's not playing on the backfields of Long Beach, as great as the experience was for those guys in Long Beach, it wasn't live, real baseball that was being played. These guys need the experience of, of being in AAA at a high level and then getting to the major leagues and coming up in, when you're positioned better to succeed. I think Joe Adele dealt with a lot of that a season ago also. So I, I look at the group that's the next five down for the Angels, and I see depth there because they're following really five pitchers with proven major league experience, and then Shohei Otani's the sixth guy. And we we don't know exactly what Shohei Otani's going to be this upcoming season, but I think this is the most positive and most optimistic I think you can be about Shohei Otani in a long time. And I think that there's a level of this being kind of a make it or break it for Shohei Otani uh, in so many ways. The pitcher that I, I was, you know, Rysel Iglesias and what he's going to mean to the bullpen was significant for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the bullpen in a minute, but I, I think that Jose Quintana coming over from Chicago is going to be a really, really big boost to this rotation. And when you look at some of the other names that are out there that the Angels, you know, maybe could assign in free agency and you look at the, you know, projected wins above replacement and what each of them are going to bring, Jose Quintana is right there in that group of the mid-level prospects uh, or mid-level free agents, excuse me. When you're looking at, you know, a Paxton or a Taiwan Walker or a Jake Odorizzi, I think that you would want Quintana over any of those guys. And not to say that those guys wouldn't help the rotation, certainly. But I, I think Quintana of that group is a really good pickup for the Angels, and they got him at a relative bargain, which is great um, you know, on a lot of different levels. But I, I think for the Angels to improve with him is significant, and Joe Madden also discussed what Quintana can bring, having been with him before uh, in Chicago. He and I hit it off right from the beginning. Uh, you can't be more sincere than him. I mean, this guy is he's just a ball of sincerity. He just cares so much. And uh, we would communicate uh, before he pitched – the day he pitches, it's so fun. I mean, I'll see him come out of the bullpen, walk down to the dugout. He walks through the dugout. He's here at home, and he's ready to go out for the first pitch. He comes over, gives me the fist pump, and you look at his eyeballs, and there's fire coming out of his eyeballs. He's so focused, and he loves to do what he does. Um, and his work ethic is so good, and he's such a wonderful teammate. I'm telling you, uh, I guess, you know, I haven't even talked about his pitching yet. I just like this guy a lot. I like him on the team a lot. He brings a lot to the table, even even if he has a bad day. This guy is going to post next time uh, with the same intent, and his work's going to be the same. Never quits. Um, that's why I dig this guy so much. He's all of that, 
and and then you know watch what he uh, last year hurt a little bit. I know what I've seen in the past. He's going to be a classic example of the kind of guy I was talking about earlier, where we need to give him just a couple nuggets to hold on to in the game, him and the catcher, to get him through some tougher moments. But uh, this guy's first rate. You can't, you don't do much better than uh, Socio Quintana. I love that pickup at the time, and I, I think that he is going to bring a lot uh, to this rotation, a lot of the same things that Joe clearly talked about there, giving us a little bit of insight. And he is somebody that obviously has that intimate knowledge of what Jose Quintana can bring. I know a moment ago we were talking about the Angels' depth in this rotation, and that's something that Joe Madden really emphasized as well, just how important that kind of depth is, particularly in a season like this, with as few of innings as everybody pitched a year ago in the 2020, I guess you can call it a season, the 60-game sprint that happened a year ago. Well, now, that because that, that also meant a lot of pitchers didn't work uh, all that much when you're thinking about the innings and you know the, the taxing of the arm, all of that. It just didn't happen a year ago. So it's going to be a little tougher this year to get things ramped up, make spring training that much more important. Also, it means that you're going to have to have a lot of other guys that could potentially come up. Maybe you guys will need blows as the season goes on. And here's Joe Madden talking about the depth of this Angels rotation. Uh, the, there's a lot of guys that got some innings here last year that may have to get some of those innings in AAA. And then all of a sudden you're building that depth you're looking for while they're also gaining the experience that they need. Yeah. I mean, I could see like nine, 10 guys deep that you could put in a big league game here. Now, of course, you're going to have greater expectations out of uh, a group that are more veteran, that are more prepared, that are more ready. But the group that we have knocked on the door as a high ceiling also. Hopefully that group's not going to be asked to start on a regular basis for two months and, uh, and see what happens. You'd rather the group that you're going to set up coming out of camp, take the preponderance of the innings and then be relieved by the group that's going to get more time in AAA. And then by the end of the year, you figure it out. What do we got here? But yeah, um, I like the depth of beyond. You're going to see break with the major league team. I like the depth. And I think that when you do have to call somebody in, they'll have, Hopefully with the triple A, that's the thing. Now, last year, there was no triple A season. These guys, they're, they're, they're playing against one another at, at Blair Field. I mean, beautiful, but not nearly the same. So, and, and the other point, once they get out and compete, the guys that aren't there, they might start showing stuff that might force you to get them there a little bit sooner also. So, yes, the numbers are good. The quality of the depth, I believe, is good. Now we need the, those that aren't playing with us to get into real baseball games and continue to learn their craft. And then I think you could see something develop over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think some really good insight from Joe Madden right there about the future for the Angels uh, on top of that. Again, I, I mentioned this before. I'll say it again. That next group is going to be very critical uh, for the Angels moving forward. And I think it's no small thing with the amount of pitchers that are on one-year deals, basically, for the Angels uh, right now. When you look at the pitching, I mean, you're, you're talking about kind of the core guys. You know, four of your five starters are in the final year of their contract. You know, looking at Jose Quintana, it's on a one-year deal. Alex Cobb's, or Alex Cobb's got one year left on his deal. You go further down. How about Andrew Heaney's on the line? Last year of his deal as a free agent this upcoming season. You look ahead, uh, Dylan Bundy is on the last year of his deal. So that's four of your five starters going into the season uh, with uh, one more year under contract, and you go from there and then canning an arbitration guy uh, coming up. But that's pretty interesting about how this uh, rotation is constructed right now. And it, I think it also is going to put up more of an emphasis on the Angels' bullpen as well. I was on MLB Network uh, earlier today, again, taping this on a Wednesday, talking about 
this with Chris Russo um, and on high heat. That was one of the things he kept talking about too. Was like you know he kept saying, "Hey, the Angels they got a bunch of three and four guys, and, and how are they going to be able to win?" And I I told him I'm like, "Well, with the Angels." A lineup being what it is, I think that if you can have a staff ERA be somewhere in the neighborhood of four, and then when you can add on to the bullpen and be able to have a bullpen that is completely revamped, you have a true anchor in Rysel Iglesias. And you look at the other additions to Alex Claudio, for one, who has a hip infection right now, which could be a couple of weeks, maybe more. We don't know the, the status uh, completely on Alex Claudio and how long it's going to be before he is back uh, for the Angels. But on top of that, you're also looking at guys that have the ability to get multiple outs, more than just you know one-inning guys. Maybe guys that can go two innings for you, guys that can get your four outs when you need it. And also everybody slides down a spot in the rotation. And that's something that I talked about with Joe Madden. In regards to your bullpen, it was a complete overhaul, it seemed like, this offseason. How significant is that going to be for this team this year when, when you can have somebody like Iglesias at the back end kind of slide everybody down a, a slot or two? How important is that going to be for the Angels in 21? Listen, it's um, uh, you know my evaluation really big. Uh, the way we put this together in the offseason, I'm very excited about it. Uh, the, the new names out there. Um, there's a lot of multiple inning guys out there, which is really interesting. At least four out guys, four out guys, two inning guys. A couple are maybe capable of three, which could really um, help. Say, for instance, you're having a good game, and, and your, your starter runs out of gas after six, and you got to cover seven, eight, nine. You might be able to do that with one guy, which then permits these other guys to have a, a day off because these other guys uh, have that in their arsenal. So we have, we have versatility. Uh, we do have some specialization. Uh, we do have some length. And, and we have guys that um, have been successful at doing this before. So I, I think it's a nice blend. I like when you get veterans in the bullpen um, to show the younger guys the way. Veterans normally are able to handle that bad day well to the point where it's not going to turn into two bad days. So I, I like, I do like this bullpen. I, I actually like it a lot. And um, but having Rasiel at the end, like you're saying, permits it permits you to manage an eight any game. Uh, which is kind of nice because you know the night's being taken care of nightly. So uh, that's that's how I view this. But I, I think that we have we have uh, some solid depth in our bullpen this year. I just think that's going to be critical. I mean, you're talking about a bullpen a season ago that had 14 blowed saves, tied with the Phillies for the most in baseball. A team then, as a, as a relieving group, as a bullpen, 37% of inherited runners scored. That was tied for the second worst with the Yankees for the worst in uh, the American League. So those are areas that the Angels have to improve upon. And that was a clear directive as soon as Perry Manassian took over as Angels GM. First move was to go after the bullpen. And, and that was clearly uh, the goal for the Angels is a complete overhaul on that front. And you think about, man, if the Angels would have blown, let's say, seven saves or eight saves, more about league average last year compared to 14, you're talking about the Angels being a playoff team. And this division is so gettable. I mean, I think about how the Astros, I think the Astros are down this year. They're still probably, you know, it's going to be between the Astros and the Angels for me as being the best teams in the American League but or the American League West. But you also look at, you know, Oakland's down. Texas is still a long ways off. Seattle's still... I, 
I think, a, a little bit off. So you look at, you know, a top three right now with the Angels, A's, and Astros, who I would have figured, you know, probably would have been the same top three um, as last year if, if we would have played a, a full season. But I really think that the Angels are going to have a great opportunity in this division. I just don't think the Astros are going to be nearly as good as uh, what they were a year ago. And I, I thought they weren't that great last year, to be completely honest. They ended up having a pretty uh, fairy tale run there at the end. And, uh, you know, credit to Dusty Baker and the job he did with that Astros team. But, you know, I'm not totally sold um, on that Houston team. You know, one thing about the Angels, too, is getting an understanding of what the culture is going to be in this clubhouse and the way that this team is going to be constructed on that front. Think about some of the different personalities uh, that now join this team. And, and I think that there's going to be more of an edge, more of a toughness, more of a grit with this 2021 Angels team. I think that, that it all comes in the bullpen for Micella Iglesias. I think that that comes on the field at shortstop, bringing in Jose Iglesias. He's going to bring a lot of that, I think, to this club. I you know the, the Dylan Bundy kind of mentality in the starting rotation. I think you're starting to see some of these guys with toughness and grit that's going to spill over uh, to everybody else in the room. And I think that's going to be really important for the Angels. But when it comes to team identity... That's something I talked to Joe Madden about a lot because he is somebody that really wants it to be organic. He wants that to come from the players. It starts with him, sure, to set the tone, but really it's about a coaching staff enabling the players to be themselves. And, and Joe has talked you know, at length about this many times before, but I think it's pretty interesting hearing him talk about it now, about what the 2021 group can be like, considering all the changes to this Angels rotation and lineup. Well, I mean, first of all, there's got to be a coming together. And that had that tone has to be set by me. I'm really uh, typically going typically going to encourage them to be themselves, to go out there and uh, permit their personalities to show to be there. I'm looking for a renaissance and in individuality as we work together as a group. Um, and we have some individually, we have some great character guys and and veteran leadership kind of people like we've been talking about. So I'd like to start right there. I want them to be themselves, uh, come together in that manner, encourage them to um, go out there and play the game and, and don't feel restricted or confined in any way because they're not going to be. Um, we're not going to analytically confine them in any way. Uh, we're not going to be hypercritical after a bad event. We're going to let them go out there and be themselves and play the game of baseball. And hopefully as we do that, we're going to create this identity that we started last year. But now I'm looking forward to a full season, a full spring training, and then a full season to really um, have this stuff take root. A renaissance in individuality. How you like that from Joe Madden? That, that is, if, if that's not classic Joe, I don't know what is. Uh, good stuff uh, there from Joe Madden. I know we've heard a lot from Joe uh, here today. I, I do want to get to hear uh, from Andrew Heaney here in a moment because he also addressed the media earlier today. And one of the things that Andrew Heaney talked about was investing in himself. And he really changed up his offseason routine this season. Did a lot of things pretty differently than what he's done in the past. He said he had a very good offseason. He feels ready to go. Start of the year. That's all good. Those are the things that you would expect guys to say at this point, but it's also what you want to hear. I know it, it might be mundane. Oh, everybody feels good. Okay, well, the, the reason why that's important is because if they said anything else, then you would be concerned. So that's why you ask those questions and you try to find out those answers. But yes, uh, Andrew Heaney comes in feeling good uh, to start uh, this coming season. But, but here's 
Heaney talking about what he did differently this past offseason than what he's done before. First thing was like I didn't take much time off and it was a little bit of a slower kind of a gradual uh, build up like in my throwing program. So I think you kind of start building that um, kind of tolerance and endurance early on. And then, I mean, it's just your your preparation and your, you know, recovery work and everything during the year and just trying to stay on top of all the, you know, the little things that can kind of build on you uh, over the course of 162 games. But um, I think, uh, like you said, I've done it before. I'm ready to do it again. Another thing that Andrew Heaney did this offseason was he bought his own Rapsodo machine. And for you know the, the people that are way deep into baseball and understand you know all the um, are, are really deep in all the analytics and stuff, this is one of those devices that's measuring you know your spin rate, your uh, the velocity, all these different things. It's me- it's got all these measurables that uh, to to give you that kind of information. And Andrew Heaney went up to a nearby local college. He went to you know he's from Oklahoma. He, that's where he spends his offseason. Went to Oklahoma Christian and really didn't work out with a whole lot of other people, just a couple of friends of his, and uh, went up there. He, he bought his own rap soda machine and was was getting all the readings on that and finding out exactly where he was going to be. And, and he was you know, kind of saying that he wasn't really talking too much about changing all that much about what he's doing, but, but getting those measurables, understanding where he's at, knowing benchmarks uh, for where he wants to be. I think that that was um, a pretty interesting thing that Andrew Heaney was able to do this offseason. And he, he's going to change his approach a little bit into how he's going about some things. He talked about, you know, maybe being a little bit stubborn with his fastball because, you know, he, he's not, he doesn't run it up that hard, but he likes his fastball. It's a good pitch for him. It's effective. But also, you know, talking about working in some other breaking stuff. He didn't, you know, he's not going to give the whole game plan away. You don't expect him to do that. But, but Joe also talked about what Andrew Heaney means this rotation and just the kind of player that Andrew Heaney is. Andrew, he and I had a lot of conversations last year. God, he's got, he's got great talent. Um, you know, he's not going to put like a 95 or six up on that gun, but his pitches react like that. He's got such a quick arm and really good carry to the baseball. Uh, the big thing for Andrew, for me, is to really understand how to utilize his weapons and how to put hitters away. Um, that's it. Uh, that's it. It's just probably a game planning or sequencing kind of sequencing kind of a thing, because uh, he has all this ability. He has uh, he's got all the tools in the toolbox. He just needs to know how to parcel them out a little bit better. That's my opinion, and I and I truly truly believe he will. I, towards the end of last season, we were going more deeply into the game with him because he was able to do those kind of things and make less mistakes um, as the uh, third time through the batting order stuff. So uh, I have a lot of a lot of confidence in him. I really anticipate a very good year from him. Um, like I said, the number isn't going to be high. You might even see an 89 or 90 that the hitter reacts really poorly to because of the way he throws the baseball and how quickly it gets on the hitter. Again, the top three in the Angels rotation last season was not the problem. I think you roll with Andrew Heaney and Dylan Bundy and Griffin Canning. It's about getting everybody to that same level, and that's why it was important for the Angels to go get Alex Cobb and Jose Quintana. That could have a really big impact, and I know we've talked about them uh, before. And Andrew Heaney also weighed in on what he thought about some of the additions the Angels made this offseason. It definitely had a, a feel of bringing in some more veteran guys right some guys that have kind of uh, been around a little bit longer and i'm excited to you know from the pitching standpoint like i'm excited to see a good place um in the bullpen that'll be extremely fun to watch um i'm obviously excited to get to know quintana and uh Cobb a little bit more 
Um, and I, I, I'm really excited. I think that we have a good group here. I think that collectively we need to all kind of take a little bit of a step forward and and uh, kind of you know lean on each other a little bit more. And so I'm, I'm excited to do that and get some of these guys and kind of have some guys from some different places, different backgrounds uh, that may have a different view on things, may have done things differently uh, where they had been. Um, and kind of pick the brain on that. And let's not forget, speaking of bringing in a veteran presence to this club, how about Kurt Suzuki? You know, who somebody that you know, Max Scherzer says his favorite catcher he's ever had. So that's who the Angels brought in. I understand, you know, Suzuki is going to be a backup catcher, part-time catcher for the Angels, but a new role for him. You know, and, and we've we've had Suzuki on this show, and we talked about a lot of great stuff with him. But what he's going to bring, I think, is a mentality that is going to really help this Angels clubhouse. I like the makeup of this team. A lot of veterans, a, a lot of the and and good dudes too. And Perry Manassian has talked about that in every single, you know kind of Zoom meeting, you know, conference call that he has been on, has been talking about just the, the, the good dudes that he's putting an emphasis on and bringing in, and that's going to help a lot. And when you get veteran guys that know how to win, that are you know good stewards of the game, that are you know put an emphasis on being good teammates, that's really important, and that's going to make the younger guys better. That's going to help this team uh, you know, be more cohesive and be just a better unit. I think that's going to be um, outstanding. Um, also wanted to touch on this. We did learn that uh, while Mickey Calloway is uh, currently suspended and the investigation is ongoing, we don't really have any more details beyond that, but we do know that Matt Wise is going to take over the uh, pitching coach duties for now, and also Dom Chidi is uh, sliding in comes over from Atlanta. He's going to take over some of the bullpen responsibilities with with Matt Wise being uh, the bullpen coach. It's now helping out, uh, you know, filling in as the pitching coach. And then uh, Dom Chidi now uh, takes over those those bullpen coaching duties. By the way, uh, Dom Chidi is the son, a longtime baseball coach, baseball man, baseball in his family and his blood forever. His father, Harry Chidi, uh, was the only player, or is the only player in baseball history ever traded for himself. It's a great story uh, that was in the uh, the baseball documentary by Ken Burns. I talked about it uh, on this show before, but it's a, it's a great baseball story. But uh, who would have thought, I mean, I saw that story, I just thought it's great that Harry Cheedy was traded for himself, and then his son, Dom Cheedy, is now uh, as the uh, the bullpen coaching uh, responsibilities for the Angels as they open camp. So I just think that that's uh, interesting how that all comes pretty full circle there. But Andrew Heaney talked about uh, working with Matt Wise and his experience with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is I really like Matt Wise. Uh, Wise is a great dude. Uh, he's been around. He's He understands players. Um, he's really good at communicating. And uh, I'm excited to kind of work with him and, and uh, just sort of get pick his brain a little bit and kind of see how, how he did, you know, did things maybe in the bullpen last year and kind of figure out how that may translate to what he can do for us as, as starters. And, uh you know, I'm 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 super comfortable with Wiser, and so I think that that's going to be a good fit for a lot of guys. Appreciate Andrew Heaney taking some time out to, to have that uh, little insight for us. There, a little background on Matt Wise uh, there for the Angels uh, pitching coach situation um, at the moment. Okay, so thanks to Andrew Heaney for that. Want to shift gears to what's going on in the Angels outfield, and that's in right field in particular. You know, the Angels have added really a, a flurry of uh, veteran guys that can help out. Juan Lagares, a former gold glover, uh, is going to be part of the outfield. Maybe he could serve as a fourth outfield role. John Jay comes over to the Angels on a minor 
minor league deal. That's an interesting one. But Dexter Fowler looks like he's probably going to be the Angels' right fielder for this upcoming season. Now, that's not to say that you know Joe Adele couldn't win the job in camp. That certainly is possible. And Brandon Marsh is rising. He is up to, I think, number 15 on the, on the ESPN poll for top 100 prospects. So Brandon Marsh is rising. That's an interesting one uh, to watch. No question about that. And, uh, and here's Joe talking a little bit about the Angels' outfield situation and why some of the moves that were made were made. I like the outfield depth, and there's still some youngsters coming along, whether it's Joe or Brandon uh, or Taylor Ward. I mean, we, we have some nice guys in the mix there beyond what we already have. And then you add uh, Dex and John Jade. These, again, you've heard me talk about the five levels of a professional player. These are all level five guys. They really are. Uh, I've been on the phone with both of them, Dex and John, and uh, they're so eager and excited to be here. I know what they bring every day. I know it. Um, my conversations with them are easy. They're open. They're frank. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, they're real baseball guys coming here uh, to win. And I know they're going to leave us better uh, whenever that moment comes when they're no longer here because they, they are uh, true professionals and they're going to impact our locker room in a positive way. You can kind of just see how this team is being built right now, and that's a team that's now built with veterans. Sure, guys, on a lot of one-year contracts, but uh, a way to really jumpstart where this team can be and make a push towards October now. This is a gettable division for the Angel. I think the Halos are really going to have uh, an opportunity here. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us here on the podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that with whether it be on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, please hit that subscribe button and uh, follow along there. And, of course, uh, you can always check out the Halos Hot Stove radio show that we do on AM830 KLAA uh, each and every week discussing Angels baseball. For everybody at AM830 and Angels baseball, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast. Take care, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.